Monaco special end of year treat special show or maybe maybe regular show but holiday time. You will never get away. I guess this is what will be the holiday show. Although I don't know whether I'm going to really do it as a holiday show. I'm thinking about it. You know, we have the archive of old shows. 
and you can go back and listen to them. There was one that was all Christmas songs. I think that was on the regular Podbean show. I don't think it was on the Patreon. But anyway, if you look back in the Patreon shows, you'll find the last couple of Christmases I did specials, and you can listen to those. So should I do another one? I don't know. What I might do is uh, have a slight pinch of seasonal flavor in the show, and maybe if I have time and the inclination, I'll add an extra show in the end, like another hour of just Christmas stuff. This way, those of you who were, you know, not into it can, you know, skip it. I'm also uncertain about what I'm going to talk about on the show today with regard to, uh, you know, your serious matters, because the last show I did had a really huge listenership. As I mentioned on the, not the last show, the the last show was the birthday show and very few people listened to that. (laughs) I think it struck them as a self-indulgence and uh, well, it was, but fuck them. What do you think the show is in the first place? Holy cow. Anyways, the one before that had a whole lot of listens and that's nice to see, right? You'd like to keep that going. But I had to make these comments about what I felt about the Middle East situation, the Israel versus terrorism war. And I expected to piss some people off, and I'm sure I did, and I don't care. But I'll soon see how extensive the listenership damage will be, because a lot of people will never come back. But as it applies to this show, I think it's the holiday thing, and do I uh, avoid anything that's serious or introspective or controversial or obnoxious? Well, that's kind of hard for me to avoid. You know me. But uh, my tendency is to think that um, I should keep it mostly entertaining, soothing, pleasant, fun, and steer away from that stuff. On the other hand, uh, well, on the other hand, we'll be on another spiel. If, upon reflection, I decide to share that. Everything's sort of provisional today, isn't it? Who knows what's going to happen? Get to know us, and you'll know why. Should I stay neutral? Nah, leave that to the Swiss. Like these punk pioneers from Switzerland, Kleenex. Welcome to Buckaroo Holiday. Oh, oh, sie sind so nett. Rosa, rot, 
Remember that the 
don't forget, you can shop tonight till 10 o'clock. Maybe even later, but you gotta get moving. <laughs> Time's a wasting. The magic day is almost upon us, you know what I'm saying? So little time and so much to do. I can relate. You know, we recently did a plastic waffle session with Willie, and it's not going to be on this show here. I'm just, I'm just going to say that right up front. I ain't going to be here because I don't have the time. It requires a lot of editing because we do it for hours. As I mentioned before, we talk for hours and listen to records for hours, and then I distill it into a segment, and that's pretty time-consuming. So uh, that'll probably be on the next regular show, just so you know. Speaking of all the things you have to do and all the stuff that descends upon a body, we've had a hell of a period here. And sometimes I refer to the problems we have, and um, it's kind of vague. And everybody has problems, so I don't want to belabor it. But it's really been affecting things over here. I, um, I've, been, I've done fewer shows because of it, and I've fallen out of contact with a lot of people. I've been in email exchanges that I just abruptly stopped, and then I have to apologize. And, you know, it's just, you feel bad. But here's what's been happening. Our dog, Pumpkin, had a growth on her leg. We had to have her checked out. Turns out it's cancerous, and we don't know how long we're going to have her. But she's okay right now. She feels okay. They, they did surgery to remove this growth. It'll come back, and um, we don't know how long. So uh, it was very, very costly and very difficult because she had to have this cone on her head for a couple of weeks while the thing healed. And, um, well, it's just knocking things over and it's tough to get to her food and it's real drag. And of course, the overwhelming sorrow of what's happening with her, but also just cost a bundle and required a lot of extra work on our parts. While this was happening, we um, had an issue with the uh, heat and electric that thousands of dollars later is still in the process of being worked out. And then we discovered that we have to replace our bathroom floor because it's kind of collapsing and um, we have to replace the whole bathroom, uh, gut it and rebuild it. And that's enormous, enormous amounts of money and obviously all kinds of incredible inconvenience around here. So that's a sample of what's been happening. And I say it all to explain why I've been seemingly lax in doing shows. And if you're somebody I've been communicating with via email or whatever, it might be why communication has been spotty at best. Anyway, we'll get through it all, I guess. And uh, there will be a plastic waffle on the next show. Oh, wait, I didn't tell you you just heard, did I? Well, you know you heard yes. You didn't expect that, right? You thought it was going to turn into some kind of a mashup, some kind of a joke. Fuck no, it's yes, man. I like yes. It's not ironic. I like them. I like Prague. James Parker in the Atlantic said it's the whitest music. It's terrible, terrible. I gotta talk about that piece sometimes. It's one of the most amazing pieces of boneheaded writing I've ever seen, but not now. And it came into mind because the song before that reminded me of, yes, Calliope. Not the old band Calliope. This is a current band, and that record came out a couple of years ago. The album was Southeast of Saturn, and that track was called Laughing at Road Signs. And it's reminiscent of a bunch of things. One of them, to me, was Yes. And as I said at the top, Kleenex, a group of Swiss girls, and they were girls, they were like teenagers when they formed, who've become kind of legendary, particularly in the world of Riot Girls and um, punk history. I think it's very likable stuff. It's not angry and snarling, It's, uh, but it's got real teeth. I think it's good. I don't know. You never, never had it so good. 
Listen to this. Yeah, that's right. Listen up. It's mixed grill time. I'm going to play a number of tracks now. Let's see, let's see. I have the second movement from a woodwind quintet. Composer is Robert Washburn, an American who died about 10 years ago. And he was educated at Eastman Rochester, so he's one of that bunch, you know. You know what I think about them. I like the Eastman Rochester vibe. I like their gestalt. They did those great stereo hi-fi symphony albums on Mercury. And, well, this ain't one of those, but it's one of them Eastman Rochester types. After Robert Washburn, something that might strike some people as unusual, I'm going to play something by Crystal Gale. That's right. It's called Ready for the Times to Get Better. She did a few recordings of it. This is the first one. I think it became a hit in a later version. I could be mistaken about that, but it did become a hit in the country charts. And of course, it's about a personal relationship, but I think the zeitgeist, <laughs> um, it applies. I, I'm ready for the times to get better. I ain't holding my breath, though. Talk about that later. But with the new year approaching, ready for the times to get better? Seems like an apropos sentiment. But it's Crystal Gale at her least popish, has more of a bluegrass ballad vibe to it, I think. And I think it's gorgeous, and she's a great singer. The song was written by Alan Reynolds, and I think it came out in 76. Wonderful year. Bicentennial. If you weren't there, you should have been. It's this country called America. It was something, something good. And then just in case you think we're getting soft on you, I got something by a composer named Toshiro Mayuzumi. And he was the same age as Washburn, actually. Born around the same time. He died a few years younger. And where Washburn's music was pretty accessible and direct, Mayuzumi was more of an avant-gardist. And he tried to blend modern avant-garde practice with Japanese instrumentation, traditional stuff. And here's one of those pieces. It's brief. It's just a movement from a suite for prepared piano and ensemble. Prepared piano, if you don't know, means you take a regular piano and you stick things in the strings, paper clips and coins, whatever objects, to create these unusual mutings and resonances. One of the pioneers of this was Henry Cowell, a disciple of Ives, sort of. And, um, well, see what you think. This will end with a track from a band called the Rhodes Scholars. They were out of Georgia, I think, 1960s band, and... They're kind of in the vein of the Buckinghams. They had a horn section. They didn't make our horn rock specials on the Patreon. Boy, I should have done a third one, right? You guys would have loved that. <laughs> you uh, dirty... Some... Anyway, we did, these, we did these horn rock shows. Brass rock, you know. Two shows. I think one or two people actually liked it. And um, they could have been on there, but they're going to be here. And they're not really like the elephantine Chicago-derived stuff. They preceded all that. Like I said, more like the Buckinghams. And we're going to hear a song called The Girl of Many Faces from 1968. So that sounds like fun, don't it? Well, it's not all. More, 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 more for your money. That's right. Yeah. We will begin our mixed grill with something from south of the border. And I play this guy from time to time because I love him. Jorge Ben. Very influential in the world of Samba Bossa Nova. He wrote this song you're going to hear, Mashkinada, which was a huge hit up here for Sergio Mendes in Brazil 66. Really a timeless classic, a great, great record. This is his original version of it before Sergio got his dirty mitts on it. Nah, I like Sergio. But this is the original version. It's from 1963. 
And Mashkinada is a Portuguese, a Brazilian Portuguese expression meaning like, yeah, right, that kind of thing. Like, yeah, bullshit. And the message of the song is celebratory. It's about how wonderful the samba is, and particularly celebrating its partial roots in African music. Hit it, Jorge.
to tell you I've been racking my brain Hoping to find a way out I've had enough of this continual rain Changes are coming, no doubt It's been a too long time With no peace of mind And I'm ready for the times to get better You seem to want from me what I cannot give I feel so lonesome at times I have a dream that I wish I could live It's burning holes in my mind It's been a too long time With no peace of mind And I'm ready for the times to get better Na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na Na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na It's been a too long time with no peace of mind And I'm ready for the times to get better So 
don't swear The devil has sent her She's an angel Yet a soul tormentor And though I've tried I can't quit her I'm, 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 so, I'm sticking with her She's so confusing So I'm Tom Dunn. Make this Christmas a reality. Surreality. 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 I was going to do a um, little bit of kind of surreal music. I've done that in the past. And I laid off the other day, intending to get back to this and do this little set of surreal music. But then life got even more surreal than it has before. And um, changed my mind. I'm sure you've heard that the Colorado Supreme Court decided to ban Donald Trump from the ballot because, of course, of insurrection. Some of you are indifferent to this. Some of you celebrate it. I mean, after all, it's him. He's the most evil thing. You have the most evil thing ever, you know? I've given up arguing with people who think like that, so I ain't going to say nothing about this right now. I will eventually. I don't know, but definitely not right now. Instead, I'm going to do a set of songs that are cover versions. On the last Patreon show, I played some tracks by Tom Dawes from his jingle work and talked about his time in the band The Circle, short-lived band that Brian Epstein managed. And they had a couple of hits, Red Rubber Ball, Turn Down Day, and they did a score for a movie called The Minx. I think it was The Minx or The Mink? I don't know. I'm going to play a track by The Circle now from their album Neon. It was their second LP. And they're doing a cover here. It's a song Burt Bacharach and Hal David wrote for Ricky Nelson for a really strange TV musical entitled On the Flip Side. In that one, Ricky Nelson co-starred with Joni Summers, and it concerned the drama of a uh, show business career on the skids kind of thing. And I prefer The Circle's version of it to the version from the TV soundtrack album. But it's a cool song, lesser-known Backrack number. See what you think. And that'll take us to the next track by Mary McCaslin, who was a singer you could classify as kind of country folk bluegrass. 
kind of in the neighborhood of where Crystal Gale was working before, but she committed more to that and stayed pretty much in that vein. She does hear what I think is a pretty beautiful version of Things We Said Today by Brian Epstein's other clients, the Beatles. Uh, McCaslin herself was a terrific songwriter. She died like last year, so um, I'll have to at some point play some of her own material. Now I'm going to start the set with a current band. They're out of Brooklyn, I think. They're called Bias. This is a cover of a Pink Fairies song. I don't know if I've ever played the Pink Fairies, have I? They were in the same cluster bands like Hawkwind, these stoner, heavy, psychedelic, semi-prog, semi-metal, hippie fuck-ups, <laughs> speed freaks. Um, Twink from the Pink Fairies was a good friend of Sid Barrett's and played with him on some things. But this is a cover of a song from the Pink Fairies album Kings of Oblivion, which the title they actually took from a David Bowie song, The Bewley Brothers. And I think that was their reunion album, mid-70s. Remember the flying pigs on the cover. <laughs> anyway, Baez does a great take on the song. I think it's better than the Pink Fairies original because it does have some of the oomph of, of a great Hawkwind record, you know, like um, Master of the Universe or something like that. And maybe some of the same punkish energy that uh, Voivod injected into their cover of Astronomy Domine by Pink Floyd. It's, you know, it's in that ballpark. The song's called City Kids. And being a cover, of course, it's not completely representative of what Baez does. So I do direct you to their Bandcamp page to check out what they do and maybe buy something. B-A-Y-A-Z. Go, boys.
Love is here to stay, and that's enough. 
Somewhere between once upon a time and happily ever after, squats, Buckaroo Holiday. Now, I mentioned the surrealism before, and there certainly was a fair amount of that in the movie The Boy and the Heron, which included that little bit of score music you just heard by Joe Hisaishi. It's the latest picture by Hayao Miyazaki. Maybe his last one, although The Wind Rises was supposed to be his last one. He just keeps on going. He's like 200 years old now, the guy. But if he keeps up at this quality rate, keep making them, because this was excellent. It wasn't the emotional experience that The Wind Rises was for me. I was really blown away by that one. And it wasn't really like Spirited Away either. It had certain things in common with him. There was a lot of emotionality in his films. And this one had a lot of the strange and very Japanese folklore elements Spirited Away. But this one had a lot more of a horror sense to it. Some of the nightmarish sequences and transformations and things that happened in it were pretty compelling, and it was so beautiful. What a beautiful movie. Anyway, I recommend that you go see The Boy and the Heron. I hope to see it again soon. Always get more out of his pictures and subsequent viewings. I gotta tell you, with one thing and another, it's getting really hard. I, of course, hoped to post this on Thursday before Christmas. At this point, it's like it's looking like I may miss Christmas entirely. That I, I can't see that happening. I can't. I can't let that happen. No, I can't do that to you. So um, I want to try to push through. I don't want to sacrifice quality. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I want to push through. Get this thing done. I want to mention that in the new year, I'm not going to talk about what I think of the new year because it's not pretty. It's not pleasant. 
But I can tell you that I've got a couple of commissions coming. Really cool commissions. Very clever themes with rich potential for material, so it's going to be good. Those are going to be good shows. As far as the annual New Year's party, I hope I can do that. I really hope I can do it. We've had a lot of workmen in and out of here the last couple of days. And immediately after Christmas, they're going to be back here and doing some much more serious work that's going to take a lot longer than that job did. I'll do my best anyway, but I don't know. I know I'll be broke. That's one thing I can say for certain. <laughs> cool man, cool. That's the way to stay. Get cool with us today. Next up, we got a little piece of chamber music by Henri Tomassi. He's a French composer who worked pretty much from the 20s through the 70s, although his last couple of decades he was very ill and also embittered by mankind in general. So most of his work is 20s and 30s and 40s. He was contemporary of people like uh, Millot and Poulenc, but far less well-known. And I don't know a lot of his stuff, but I like it. He was very pro-tonality and his sense of coloration and harmony very French, very, very much in that melodic and kind of light, elegant vein of so many of them composers. Let's try the title. Concert Champêtre. Something like that. <laughs> I think it means rustic concert. This is a minuet movement. It goes down pretty easy. And then we're going to stay in France for the next one. Contemporary trio called the Oracle Sisters. There are no sisters in the group. Said they always get you like that. The Righteous Brothers, you know, the, the, the Sisters of Mercy there, your, uh, your, uh, your Walker Brothers. So it's two guys and a gal. And no, no, she's not the sister of either of the guys. The gal, I mean. However, they make some very nice music. The song is called Hot Summer. And I'm kind of longing for the hot summer that seems to have so recently passed as I freeze my balls off here in... Bayshore, Long Island. I ain't kidding you. Clink, clunk, like ice cubes. They drop to the floor. No more balls. No more. What can you do? What I do is play a sad song. So I kind of commiserate with somebody. And this will be supplied by Mott the Hoople. That's right. You know I dig Mott the Hoople. Always dug Mott the Hoople. This is from the period before David Bowie got his mangy mitts on them. <laughs> wildlife album called Waterloo. It's a beautiful song, but don't take my word for it. Stay tuned, and you'll hear it shortly.
streets The close and swung like a poem Here where the streets sweep asleep It was a hot summer I was feeling cool There was no one there no one I was looking for you Well, the bars were all empty And the pavements were cracked And the river ran wild So I was fast on its track It was a hot summer There was no one there, no one I was just a fool I got burgundy blood A tiger stone in my boot A flask in my pocket We could dance on the roof It was a hot summer Just a fool There was no one there, no one I was looking for you On the other side On the other side of
so I figure when somebody announces Mott the Hoople, you're expecting some kind of pugnacious, glammy rock, you know? Something that really gets your blood moving. And then you end up with this uh, forlorn ballad. Ian Hunter sobbing all over your eardrums. <laughs> That's not what we want for a holiday fair, is it? No, so I figured I better brighten things up. And I had to call in the big guns, Petula Clark. The way I see it, if anybody can cheer up Ian Hunter in one of them moods, it's Petula Clark. And if she can't, well, I've done all I can do. Now, did you notice that slick transition from the end of Petula Clark's Don't Give Up into this live Steely Dan track that's playing behind me? Boston Rag? Yeah, yeah. I'm working overtime for you all here. Let it be known. <laughs> this was a radio broadcast from 1974, and uh, it's great. You should really hear more of it. Steely Dan, the Boston Rag, with the amazing two-guitar lineup with uh, Denny Dias and the great, great Jeff Skunk Baxter. Probably told you about hanging out with him one night, and um, it's one of my favorite conversations I've ever had with anybody, actually. But let's see what we have coming up here next. Uh, every time I play Kevin Ayers, I get nice comments from people. People always enjoy hearing Kevin Ayers. So I got a really weird thing here that Kevin Ayers collaborated on. Lady June's Linguistic Leprosy was an album centered around the work of this poet, Lady June, who was a friend of Kevin Ayers and Brian Eno, both of whom contributed to this album, also from 1974. It's pretty weird shit. Kevin Ayers did the music on this track entitled To Whom It May Concern. And I don't know who it concerns. It's certainly not for everybody, but it is a curio. I think it's worth hearing. And since Brian Eno's also on that album, I'll throw in something by him. I find his stance on Israel repulsive, but I'm not one of those people who's going to censure people or censure their work because they don't like their attitudes. That's some bullshit. Kind of like the way I feel about Neil Young. You know, he tried to shut down, what's his name, Rogan? I never listened to Rogan, but I got nothing against him either. And Neil Young petulantly trying to shut him up because he didn't like his uh, opinion on something pisses me off goes against what I always thought Neil Young was. But I'm not going to act like his music doesn't exist. Why would I do that? So anyhow, you will hear some Brian Eno. And you'll hear some other stuff too, but I'm going to get right to it. And stop blabbing. Here's Lady Jane's Linguistic Leprosy. Back into the world 
Gazing up into the 
jump on the platform. The man gave me the news. He said you must be joking, son. Where did you get those shoes?
Give your ears what they've been craving. Give them Buckaroo Holiday. Yeah! Hanukkah, Hanukkah, you know, you know. Hope you had a great Hanukkah. We did. You know, we like the candles. We sing the song. And now we're going to have a great Christmas, I hope. And I'm really hustling right now to get this thing finished by tonight, because tomorrow is Christmas Eve. And as I as I do this spiel, that's the pressure I'm feeling. So, you know, look, I stuck a long version of Pretzel Logic in there. Why not, you know? It just occurred to me because of the lick from the Brian Eno song, but uh, I send that out to TFAB anyway. And, of course, also the rest of our corpsmen, our fellow corpsmen, Joe and Willie and... Officer Rob and General Sutcock. I think I told you last time we were planning a hang. It was about to happen. And it did happen, and it was a great one. It was it was sorely needed for a lot of reasons. Uh, it wasn't the full core. The Krusties weren't there. Sutcock and Officer Rob were not present, but we'll fix that next time. But it felt like we were back in the groove, which is a good thing. You don't know what I'm talking about, do you? That's all right. Merry Christmas, Corman. Excelsior. Let's keep this music moving along here. Gonna play a track, another new track. Sort of new. This current artist named The Groovy Nobody. Has several albums out. This one's from last year, from 22. Groovy Nobody is a clever sort of self-effacing name for Sam Larson. One of these one-man band deals from uh, Seattle. And I guess he is kind of obscure, so nobody, and he does groove-based music, so groovy. But it gets around a little bit. Within the genre he's established for himself, he gets around in there. And his albums, I think there might be about four or five of them, they differ in interesting ways. You can check them out on Bandcamp also. The album question is called Reflections of a Lost Year, and this track is called Elevated. I try to listen to and support these young musicians, especially the ones who are doing it themselves and doing the Bandcamp thing. It's a resource I wish I had when I was young and making music. That is to say, the um, the ability to promote and sell your own music directly on the internet through Bandcamp, as well as the ability to do these elaborate recordings at home, right in the box. I was, and we were, if I'm talking about band context, um, at the mercy of the norms of the music business, even the indie music business, just impenetrable, especially to uncool people like us, like me. Now, after years and years of this stuff, I wound up on one of these indie labels, and one of the more notable ones at that. Nobody there liked me either, and uh, they didn't know how to sell my music, and maybe it can't be sold. But that's the thing, if uh, I could do it all at home, with myself or with whatever friends were with me, and if I could just put it out there on the internet for people to buy if they wanted it, I think the experience of it would have been a lot more fun. I don't think I would have burnt out quite to the degree that I did. I might still be doing it. I don't know. Anyway, I celebrate the people who are doing it, all these bands and artists who are making their own music and putting it out there, all these young people discovering what they can do. So check out the Groovy Nobody if you like this track. There's some real good stuff there. As a kind of a non-committal teaser, I will mention that I'm talking to somebody about releasing some of my old stuff again. We might do a compilation on vinyl we've discussed, an album. There's also been talk about finishing some things I was working on with my friend Andres some years ago. An album that kind of stopped dead when 
a lot of my family also stopped dead and I kind of, I don't know, melted down a little bit. We're talking about it. I don't know if it'll happen. I don't know if there's any reason to do it. What do you think? <laughs> this season is filled with excitement and wonders. Christmas is in the air. Hope you get your slice of everything nice. That Santa is fairer than fair. And you wind up with goodies to spare. Anyway, sorry for the digression. After you hear that track from the Groovy Nobody, I'm going to play something by Les Primitifs du Futur. Primitives of the Future, I guess. It's a French band that includes, well, kind of international cast. Robert Crumb, the underground cartoonist, the great, great Robert Crumb, does all their artwork and plays with them. Faye Lovsky, who's done a lot of work on Basta, plays with them. So it's like a floating crap game. And they do this um, kind of throwback music. Sort of sounds like 20s music, sort of sounds like old French musette music, and uh, various other things. Gonna play a track called Rêve Secret. It's a secret dream, I guess. Pardon my French, as they say. Then after that, um, you know, a couple of you people out there, you, you, you go for the Orpheus, right? I know. I know I got Orpheus fans out there. I'm thinking of one right now, Tony. Track from their third album from 1969, I guess. The song's called Brown Arms in Houston. Then I'm gonna play a track by Eugene Vision. Visione, I don't know. <laughs> this guy, he was a barber, but he wrote songs and produced records and was very involved in the local music scene where he was from, New Jersey. Did like cable access shows and stuff like that. And here's a song that he did as a demo years before the cable access period called Turned Killer. See what you make of this. Okay, let's go. Groovy nobody here.
have held me in the gray light of dawn before morning had come after night time had gone they held me with hands that hadn't a claim a claim to my
anything you could ever hope to hear. And never anything less. Fucking A. It must be Buckaroo Holiday. So here we are. We're uh, getting into it, getting close to the end of this thing, which is great because then I get to post it and all that. I could make it shorter and then it would simplify things, but I don't want to cheat you out of this. This is my Christmas gift to you and... uh, uh, you know, all well, the trimmings, you know, pretty rapping, the whole bit, you know what I'm saying? But I have a perverse kind of notion here I want to pursue for two songs anyway. You got you know, discredited genres, things that people don't generally like, or hip people, groovy people, you know, don't like, cool people. And then you have bands who never made it, right? So here you have kind of a double jeopardy thing. You know, if it was a song that was uncool and it's what do you call like guilty pleasure or whatever, then, you know, you might listen to it ironically or as some kind of nostalgia. Something cheesy that was a big hit. So it's a callback to your youth or whatever the fuck. And then there are unsuccessful bands that people discover. And then that's cool. Like, hey, here's something I know about. Listen to this. So on one hand, you might have pop records that were really successful like Africa or We Built This City. Or Don't Stop Believing, for that matter. And then in this other category, you might have bands like Big Star. But if it's a band that played in a discredited genre and you never heard of them, what do you have there? It's kind of a, I don't know, it's an exotic artifact. Because let's face it, you have a double bind there. It can't be hip. It's just, you don't know which way to turn. It's like a, some kind of an escape room. Let me out of this conundrum. But you don't gotta be like that. Nah, nah, nah. You can just enjoy it. Or, or, or not. You know, you don't have to feel one way or the other about it. But to not face up, to not face up to that conundrum. Eh, that's the coward's way out, and that's not us. We're buckaroos. And I'm gonna play a couple of them. I could play more, I got a lot of this kind of stuff. I was thinking of playing a song by the band Lake. That would kind of fit this. But two, two will do. All right, here's the two I got. I think they're good. I got a band called Movies. Now, it's not The Movies, which was an English pub rock band. This is an American band, Movies. It was on Arista in the 70s. Vinnie Poncia, whose name pops up a lot. He worked with Ringo Starr. He was in the uh, Tradewinds, who did uh, New York's A Lonely Town, all kinds of stuff. He was in and involved with Movies. And they have a song here called Satellite Touchdown. It's from 1976. And it might remind you of a lot of bands of that era, the yacht rock kind of bands. Um, I'm thinking of like Starbuck, you know, Moonlight Feels Right. Even like dork stuff, like uh, as if that wasn't dorky. (laughs) Starland Vocal Band might come into play in some of the things you hear here. Also, just bands like um, Firefall and Orleans and stuff like that. It's uh, a real slick record. It was on a major label. Aris, that was really getting cranking then. You know, they had hit it big, I think, with Barry Manilow, first of all. And then they had Eric Carmen. And, you know, they were going to be the M.O.R. major label at that time. And I guess they had high hopes for this. No reason why it shouldn't have been. It's no shittier than most stuff that was hitting it big at the time. So I'm going to play Satellite Touchdown by Movies. Then I got a band called Rococo, and they were a British band from, you know, that same era. And I've heard them classified as a prog band, but this doesn't sound so much prog-ish as it does uh, kind of Queen-ish. And I guess you could see that sort of overlap between some of Queen and some of prog, you know. 
You might put Super Tramp in this neighborhood. You might put Sticks in this neighborhood. Those are huge bands. Actually, 80s, you know, for them. Um, Rococo dipped into the 80s. But they're in that continuum, you know, Queen and Super Tramp and Sticks. <laughs> and they got this thing here, Hometown Girls, which is kind of a uh, an epic piece of, um, well, cheese. You know, it's cheese. It's epic cheese. I... I I don't disrespect it. You may not be able to stand either one of these tracks, but I'm putting them here not because I dis... I'm not laughing at them. I'm not. And I'm not going to say any more about it. I'm just going to let you decide for yourself. Here's Satellite Touchdown by Movies, followed by Hometown Girls by Rococo.
I'm so pleased to introduce world-renowned musical artist, Aretha Franklin. Ah, the Obama inaugural. All that hope, all that change. A little bit of nostalgia there, a little callback. Puerile, perhaps. Who can say? Whatever it is, it's about done. So we've got a couple of songs here that we're going to finish with. And at the very end, I'll come back and say, you know, the usual. What we're going to have now is a track by the original Hoosier Hotshots. Their ebullient version of Nobody's Sweetheart Now. And is that it? No, no, no. There's going to be like at least two more before I come back and say goodnight to you. What'll they be? What will they be? <laughs> Let's hear some surface noise. Tizzy, uh-huh. are you ready? Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs>
This has been Buckaroo Holiday, Christmas Eve 2023 edition, coming to you from our studios adjacent to the Schoolyard Gents in Bayshore, New York. From all of us to all of you, season's greetings, and I'd like to... Oh, Jesus fucking Christ.
Welcome to the world of Buckaroo. You're listening. Shut up! You're enjoying Buckaroo Holiday. Extra bonus. The happy bonus. Oh, come let us rock. No, I'm only kidding. It's uh, the Christmas bonus part of the show. You know I was sneaking in here. It wasn't fooling you. You knew how long the thing was, right? So you knew there was something else coming. And uh, I forgot to mention who you heard before. You heard um, Mamas and Papas, and then you heard the four freshmen. All right, here we are. You've unlocked the bonus content. So what is it? What is it, it going to be? Well, it's going to be Christmas music. This is just for people who are into Christmas and want to have the Christmas thing going. I don't know how long it'll be. Maybe about a half hour. And it's music to play while you're wrapping presents or stuffing things in stockings or having a drink, you know, on Christmas Eve or any of that stuff. It's just a little holiday spirit stuff, just a little dash. Some of it familiar, a lot of it familiar, a lot of it maybe unfamiliar, you know? It's going to mix it up. If you're new to all this Buckaroo Holiday stuff, go back a few Christmases and you'll find more Christmas-intensive regular shows each year. I'm not going to work real hard on this because I got to get it posted and have it ready. So here we go. Singing Hark the Bells Are Ringing from 1950. 
with Thurl Ravenscroft as part of the group. Behind me, you hear the Carolers Christmas album. Also from the 50s, but I don't know what year. I am, of course, going to play Charles Ives' Christmas Carol. Got a choral version for you this year. And then a little a bit of Big Al Anderson of NRBQ at that time doing uh, Rest G Married Gentlemen. And after that, it's anybody's guess. Ain't it festive? You bet it is.
やとこざなはいやとこざなはい This day is the birthday of the Lord of joy Joseph Marais and Miranda from 1955 with African Carol. We've heard Marais and Miranda before. They did a lot of adaptations of African music as well as other kinds of music around the world, but Marais was South African and specialized in that stuff. Before that, you heard the Cypress Studio Singers doing that song, A Solon or Hey Ho, Nobody Home, an old.、Uh, English carol that people would sing from house to house looking for free stuff. <laughs> And Keith Mansfield did a little bit of KPM Christmas Library music, The First Christmas, which is, I guess, First Noel adapted. The whole KPM Christmas album is filled with things like that. Recognizable songs with slightly different titles or titles referring to something in the lyric. I think it had to do with them being able to copyright. That recording under the new titles. So you were copywriting an arrangement or an arranged version of something, and the new title made it distinct. It's a theory, anyway. I don't know. And as I said before, you heard Charles Ives' Christmas Carol and Al Anderson playing God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen from the NRBQ Christmas album. Now we're going to enjoy the magnificent voice of Bing Crosby singing an Irving Berlin song. No, not that one. And this is something that I think is、uh, a very healthy thing to do, an important part of my personal philosophy. Listen up. Blessings instead of sheep, I fall asleep counting my blessings. When my bankroll is getting small, I think of when I had none at all. Sleep, counting my blessings. I think about a nursery, and I picture curly heads. And one by one, I count them as they slumber in. If you're worried and you can't sleep, just count your blessings instead of sheep, and you'll fall asleep 
counting your
Bells round the Christmas tree There you'll see Youngsters playing merrily Their wishes have come true There's so much to do Christmas tree joyfully sings a happy family. What a blessing it would be if we could always see young and old so merrily around the Christmas tree. Raymond Scott with Clyde Burke on vocals doing All Around the Christmas Tree. Good old Raymond Scott. He got a little piece of everything that dude did. And in between Raymond Scott and Bing Crosby, you heard Yesu Pavule, which is one of the Alfred Burt carols that we are happy to bring you every year. Just gorgeous things. And if you don't know about Alfred Burt, listen back to some of the older Christmas shows where I talk about him. His carols are just gorgeous. And that was performed beautifully there by Singers Unlimited, Gene Perling's vocal ensemble. Now, I'm only going to go about a half an hour with this thing, and we're very close to it. So this is just a little lanyap, you know what I mean? Uh, not a full-bore Christmas special. Got a few things left. I'm going to play something now by Sir William Walton, King Herod and the Cock. Stop it. Just stop it. That's the name of it. I'm doing a kind of an amateur recording of it here by the Cecil Sharp House Choir because the sound of it captures something. The instrumentation, just the recording quality itself, you'll see, I think.
Listen, listen, hear those bells Over the valleys and the dells Tinkling brightly as we glide along Singing ding-a-ling-dong The sleigh bell song Dancing, prancing through the snow Snowflakes swirling to and fro Happy and gay is our happy throng Singing ding-a-ling-dong The sleigh bell song Dancing, prancing through the snow Snowflakes swirling to and fro Happy and gay is our happy throng Singing ding-a-ling-dong The sleigh bell song
Yeah, that one takes me right back to Midnight Mass at Holy Name when I was a kid. Beautiful, beautiful song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And it was a little bit of a children's record in there, Christmas is for Children. I don't know who it is. <laughs> what you're hearing behind me now is a medley of Alfred Burt Carroll's by the Ralph Carmichael Brass Ensemble. And I think I'm going to take it out with this one. It's pretty long. It goes on for a bit. And I'm going to bring the volume up when I'm done talking and let you listen to it. I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. And I... Danny, you know what? I'm going to give you New Year's wishes on a different show. I try to do a New Year's show because I don't want to talk about the New Year now because it's not something I'm optimistic about. But I do wish optimism for you, health and wealth and closeness with those you love. I wish you energy, creativity, good luck, <laughs> all the good things. And I want to thank you for listening to the show all year, if you were, and if you just started listening, welcome. And if you ain't going to listen anymore, it's been nice to know you. I still wish you well. I'm looking forward to the holiday with the family and um, some of the other travels and visits we're going to be doing through the season. Thank you so much for being here with me and sharing this hobby with me. Very special thanks to those of you who've been supporting the Patreon and in doing so, supporting the St. Jude Hospital for Children and the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, as well as this show, and who keep in touch with me and talk about the show with me. And I'm sorry if I've been lax in email connections with a lot of people. It's just a tough time, but I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah from me, Sport Murphy, and... Buckaroo Holiday.
Here, send your name and address to me, Jerry Lewis, Post Office Box 950, Hollywood 28, California. Thank you.